Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fucking do the intro this time. All right. <laughs> You're in charge. All right. Uh, everybody, is that how you start off? Everybody, welcome to Beer and Bible. I'm Chris, your resident super high-functioning alcoholic and official Bible reader, and this is... Neil. Yeah. We cannot afford a Foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> you can just add those in there. No, no, no. We need a live Foley... <laughs> we want a live Foley artist for our podcast. <laughs> um, first full-time staff. Uh, anyways, yes, I am Neil, and I am our lead questioner, head Bible nerd, researcher, encyclopedia... Biblitanica. Not even the head researcher, the soul researcher. <laughs> I like head. It sounds better. Like I like head. I got a beer. Hey, hey, head. I don't know. I've, had, already a, I've had a couple of these already. All right. Uh, hey, um, welcome to Beer Bible. We are going through the Book of Matthew, and we have been building up, and we've been doing a lot of introduction stuff. And tonight we're getting into something called the Sermon on the Mount, and this is the very, very quotable section. Uh, we get quotes. We get the whole Lord's Prayer. Our Is that where he feeds all the people with the fish? No, no. That's, that's a different mountain? That's a different... I don't know if it's... Was it on a mountain? Um, there might have been. Is that generally where he goes? Because it's like the pulpit. Like in the church, you see the preacher sitting up on the top. Or he's like above everybody. He's got the vane popping. And fucking um, yelling at everybody. We'll actually talk about the idea of, of a uh, posture when it comes to teaching. Oh. So hang on to that. But yeah, like... The, it is very common for Jesus. A lot of times when he goes to mountains, uh, he's going for solitude. Um, and the, this is in the the uh, biographies of Jesus, all four of them. Um, but, yeah, he's got a mountain that he's going to go up and hang out and teach people from. Nice. Um, and so we're going to get into that. Uh, last week, when we left the world of, or two weeks ago, when we left the world of beer and Bible, we were discussing the preparation of everything where Jesus was going around healing, come one, come all, there's nothing this guy can't heal, and it kept saying that he is preaching the kingdom of heaven. It's casting demons out. Casting, yeah, all the demons. All the demons. And epilepsy. And epilepsy. There's two separate things. Yeah. So he's casting it all out. And we're getting into... Uh, I'm not laughing at epilepsy, I'm laughing at <laughs> they made it. He's casting out all the demons and epilepsy. Damn, that was a pretty, like, cut-and-dry thing, like, <laughs> demons and epilepsy. Because you would think people that, like, don't fucking understand what's going on would just be like, that would just be demons, nope. too. But no, they're like... They're like, maybe it was just a thing of, like, well, we're worried about, like, some people think that it's the, ep- uh, that the that it's uh, epilepsy is demons, but then, like, they're just clarifying, no, no, no. It yeah, was this guy's head spinning around in a circle like the exorcist. Like, yeah, that's, that's a demon. It hasn't come out yet, but it will. I wonder if there's, like, a checklist, like, like, per, like more likely to be, or flowchart, is this epilepsy, or is this demons, <laughs> like, is the head spinning around? Yeah, 365 degrees. <laughs> Somebody who's going to have epilepsy would be really mad listening to this podcast yeah. right now. Well, they should be happy about the Bible, because they distinguished. Yeah, yeah. So they were not, like, like you, back, even back then, like, they were like, yes, this is different, so. It's, it's not a demon, you are not demonized. Yeah. Um, so he's healing everybody, and then from there, um, there, we talked about him preaching the kingdom of heaven. So n- the question is, what is the kingdom of heaven, or what is the preaching of the kingdom of heaven? And that is this section right here, because that's what we're going to get into. Like, Matthew's going to be like, this is what's happening, now I'm going to show you. So we are kicking off in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5. All right. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering... Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him. He began to teach them. 
Okay. Uh, First question. Yes, sir. Do we know what mountain this was? We believe it was this hillside near um, Capernaum, where he was, that fishing village. So it's just a that little bit. That makes sense, because that was where base camp was. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit to the west, and we have this idea of it was a plane leading down. It was, there was a hill that hit a plane, and then after it was a plane, it would then go into the Sea of Galilee below it. Yeah. Uh, so this is. Because I imagine it's not a very Galilee. mountainous region, region, is it? Are there a lot of mountains around? Uh, on the other, on the opposite side, there's a whole bunch of mountains. In fact, there's cliffs. Ah, so. Um, but in the area that he's in, in Capernaum, it's not <coughs> so much a mountain as it might be a hill, and that's our speculation. There are some other speculations of uh, other mountains in that area, but further away from Capernaum. Um, but that's the the most probable one, which is on a hill. Uh, in the book of Luke, and I will talk about this in the blog post, uh, the differences between Luke's sermon on the plain and Matthew's sermon on the mount. And, uh, Luke has him more on a flat lander. All right, and the second question, at this point, is he, like, developed some prominence where this, like, these are people that are following him around, or is it just he's yelling at random people passing by from the mountain? Dude, if you are healthcare on legs, oh, yeah, you he are probably not has some, some yeah, random, he's, like... He's already been doing the miracles and shit. Yeah, like, he, he, my child had <laughs> epilepsy now, he doesn't. I'll go listen to what he's got to say, like... My kid had demons, he threw them motherfuckers right out the house. <laughs> it's kind of like timeshares when they're like, hey... We, if you come and sit through our speech on timeshares, we'll give you $50. And I'm like, I will sit through this whole sermon all day so I can get my ingrown toenail taken care of. Like, that's a... Touch it, Jesus! They're just, like, waving, <laughs> wagging their fucking nasty nail in front of his nose. I just like the baby. He touches them and their leg falls off. Yeah. He's like, next time I'm not giving you a warning. It's just gone. I just like the idea of somebody's, like, my child has seizures. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was here first. I sat through the whole speech. So, you get behind me in the line, buddy. I think we were in that line. Yeah. You just would have packed up and left Capernaum. These guys. Yeah. We're done. All if right. This is what we're dealing with. Y'all can just go to hell. <laughs> Not saving none of y'all. Um, so, yeah, he goes up on this mountain, and it says that he goes up and he... Uh, so, one of the things that people point out is, was it a mountain or not a mountain? Why in the world would we talk about this? Well... If you go back to, again, uh, the idea that Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience, there is another guy named Moses who goes Everything up on a happens on a mountain. That's why I yeah. asked Because you've done enough Old Testament shit where it's like, Mount this, Mount that, Mount the only one I can fuck remember is Sinai. I can't remember what the hell happens there, but I know it's a mountain somewhere that some shit happened on. That's the exact mountain we're talking about. Okay, there you that's go. The one, that's the one. Ding, 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 ding. I win. Yes. So Moses goes up Mount Sinai and he gets the uh, the Ten Commandments. Actually, gets all the commandments, all six hundred thirteen. But we always think about like Charlton Heston and the they dropped a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks in, in his <laughs> version. So he uh, with that, that that idea is that Moses comes down and tells people what God wants, like the behavior and the expectations, and not just the the. Um, expectations of what people are supposed to do for God, but he also tells them all the things that God is going to do for them. And in the same way that you have Jesus on a mountain, and again, is this really a mountain, or is it like a hill, or was it a plain? It's not as important for Matthew as he's trying to communicate to his audience this idea. So he is going to, Jesus goes up onto a mountain, not comes down from a mountain, but goes up onto a mountain, sits down. And that's something else to pay attention to, stage directions, and a lot of times you read stories like, okay, what if he sat down, no big deal. But in um, in a Hebraic uh, center or a, a mindset, 
you actually have somebody who is going to teach will sit down. That's the posture of a teacher. Mm. Um, in the Greco-Roman mindset, in the Western mindset that we have now, uh, you go and you stand. Yeah. You get you get in front of everybody, you stand on the stage, and you stand up there, and then your vein is popping out, as you pointed out earlier. Yeah, yeah, get that vein. Going. Yeah, like you, like you were saying, <laughs> is the mountain a place that they go to teach from? Is that normal? Not necessarily, but the sitting that, that Matthew puts down there, that actually is pretty important as a, as a stage direction. And it tells us he is about to start explaining to people what he understands and his, uh, his beliefs and, and his understanding of God. Mm. So that's a little, little heavy shit. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. So, um, and you know, did all these teachings, the teachings that we're going to read, did they all happen at one time? Did Jesus say everything exactly? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, Matthew does group things differently than other places. So let's keep in mind that Matthew might be taking stories and just putting them all together in the right location for that. I'm not saying that is or is not how it happened, but let's be aware that this might not be verbatim because we don't have anyone sitting there. Writing. It makes things Jewishly convenient. Yes. In the story. Yes. Uh, this makes sense being together here. Yep. He piles it all together. Um, and it says disciples. <laughs> all the disciples there are kind of... So we've only talked about like four up to this point, right? Exactly. So, do, disciples, does that mean the main 12, the ones that we've got names for? Or does that mean anybody in the neighboring city that was like, dude, I just got healed and I will listen to what this guy has to say? Because you, 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 we're talking about Matthew, so it could be any of them, right? Yeah. Because he's just, he jumps all around. Yeah. Well, not jumps all around, but, but it's like, when he says disciples, it's who knows? It could be just the. Not chronological. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know if it's the 12 or we, or it might be. Five hundred people out there that are from the town—they're like, we like what this guy has to say. Like, we're we're starting to follow him and, and what he's putting down. Um, so at the time, you have a bunch of rabbis, or not—we're not really sure how strong the rabbinic system was at the time, or it it was strong, but we didn't use the term rabbi just yet in the 30s CE at this time. So it's just mm -hmm. a new term. So what's CE? Uh, common era. Ah, nice. So uh, so now. Um, in order to be politically correct, we don't use B.C. and A.D. Um, before Christ and the year of our Lord. Damn, it shows you how much I talk about history on like a regular basis. <laughs> uh, I, I just try and... and, and uh, Probably and changed do, like years yeah. ago. So we've got B.C.E. before the Common Era and then what is considered the Common Era. But not to mess up with the history books too much, we still maintain using the Common Era being like the time Jesus was born. Gotcha. So that's that's kind of how we count it now, but um, so uh, yeah, the, the, they have all these people that are going around teaching their ideas of how uh, God's law should be lived out or how they should live to please God, and now um, you've got disciples that are interested in how Jesus is explaining these things. So he goes up on a mountain, sits down. His disciples are around him. Uh, according to Matthew, we've at least got four: um, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Yep, uh, you and, nailed it. Yep. I couldn't remember any of them, but since you said them, you nailed it. I, I just thinking back here. <laughs> um, so something that we get into with this is uh, what in the world is happening here. Um, we actually have uh, my notes, man. I'm just trying to find the oh the notes. There, all I got right. all my notes right here in this graffiti bi bibliotanica. Yes. Um, if you don't know this, we it's a Bible. We, we write quite a bit in our Bibles and deface them. So, oh, but they give you all that room on the sides if you weren't supposed to write in it. We don't even use the room. We use we just draw all over the place. All right. 
Anyways, uh, the interpretation. So, what is the Sermon on the Mount? So, Jesus going to preach the kingdom of heaven. Um, why do we have these three chapters of? Uh, you'll hear what we're going to get into the Beatitudes and some of the quotable things. You have heard it said, uh, "Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth." But I tell you, uh, turn the other cheek. And then we get oh, yeah, the turn the other cheek. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. So, see it all the time in the movies. Or I don't. Uh, not all the time, but I've now seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, people talk about the idea of. Uh, telling men that you you um, you know the the phrase "don't commit adultery," but I tell you, whoever looks at a woman lustfully um, is it, uh, is guilty as well. So you get uh, a lot of these. Quotes. I remember that one. Yeah, uh, it's conveniently left out for a lot of people. Uh, there are there, there are a couple things in there. So it, what is with all this? These you got three chapters of just Sounds solid like throwing some more damn commandments out. Yeah, know? yeah, and we got. Want to understand this? So some people say um, this is the end of the age ethics. So they think that Matthew believes that the world is going to end, and that does fit with the idea that Jesus would be the Messiah. And some people at that time interpreted the Messiah as someone's going to kind of end, like bring the end of the age, and the we're getting closer to the end of the world. Or like he starts we're the beginning. Wind it all down. Yeah. We got the dude here. So here's how to live out the last. We're hitting part. the eject button. Yeah. Until we. And, until God takes us up to heaven and whatever, uh, this is the end of the world. Um, there's also this idea of th- that this whole thing is going to be a constant existential crisis, and basically a tension of you know, here's the world and here's what it could be. Um, some people think that this is a new law. Uh, this is actually very popular from Augustine. Leo Tolstoy, the author, also had this idea. Um, uh, we have that. Uh, Martin Luther um, approached this idea that uh, this whole law, like all these these things that he tells us, like, you know, you've heard it murder, but I say anyone who calls their brother a fool, is, he makes fun of them or calls them bad names or whatever else, they're per- that person's guilty of murder. And I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. Fucked. All of us are. And that's the idea. Is Martin Luther, um, who... Uh, his Wait, idea, he said that or Jesus said it? Martin Luther. or Mar- Martin... Jesus said the part about calling your brother a fool. Yeah. That Martin Luther was saying... What Jesus is doing is showing how much we suck and how much we need grace. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So that's it's such a strong contrast. Um, there's also this idea of what's called the social gospel, and this was really popular in America, especially at the turn of the century. It still is. It really is. And it's this idea that um, Jesus was trying to make things better, that um, we are. Jesus is laying out how to make a better world for us now. And these are things that we are to bring. So we care for the poor. We do these things. And it becomes more about our actions and our living it out. Um, another idea is that we're talking about dispensationalists. Uh, this idea that this is the law for specifically dispensationalists. Dis- yeah, dispensationalism. Um, th- that the world is divided into different eras or dispensations, hmm. and so you have a dispensation. Maybe and then people divide it up differently. You might have a dispensation where God creates the world, and then we get kicked out of the garden, and then there's a time of a period. And then we get Moses, and then there's a dispensation where we're living under um, all the ideas of, of Moses until we get to the next the next okay. stage. The next is, person comes along and says, "This is it." Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So this would be the, so Jesus bring the new rule book. Like, right here you go. So screw that other stuff. This is how I see it. And you would say, you you'd say, okay, Adam was given one law, and here's here's your like here's that. Did a great job carrying that out. Yeah, and then you had uh, th- these are just examples of dispensations. Another again, people argue about which ones are which. Yeah. Another one would be 
um, Noah, you know, after God killed everybody, here's a new age. <laughs> with a new... I, yeah, I didn't say yeah, this. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's no way to sugarcoat that no, one. No, I don't. I think God pretty much owns that one. It's not like, oh, God's a nice guy. Like, no, no, He owns it. Like, I'm going to destroy everybody. <laughs> I'm more sad about the, like all the animals and shit. They say apparently he's doing it again in Australia now. Or not oh, him. Now wow. he's just like, wow, they're doing it themselves. Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. The sad animal pictures, it man. Is, That's is what I'm saying. It's sad. I was, this is my messed up mind. When I was thinking about this, I was like, you know, there are a lot of deadly animals, too. Like, well, you know, I was thinking that, too, but there's some cool snakes there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of cool animals. Very unique animals. But they, yeah, they have, like, more venomous snakes per capita than any other place on the planet. Like, I think it's, like, in, in any given time, there's, like, three venomous snakes per person per, mm-hmm. like, couple meters, like, in Australia. Like, in, like, even their weird animals, like, the platypus is, like, I've got venom as well, right? You know, don't they? Have venom in their talons? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they're uh, little, like, spurs on their... Yeah. Fucking, yeah. And then, They'll get you. So, like, Australia... T- and they lay eggs. And they have bills. And they screw rabbits. What? No, that last <laughs> one's <laughs> fake. That last one's fake. But if you just clicked off because you're like, these guys are fucking idiots, you're going to think for the rest of your life that Platt I had sex with rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're venomous. All right. Um... Uh, Man, I'm so glad that we do this because everyone who's <laughs> listening is like, they were talking about Fake news. Jesus and then they started talking about Australia and how Jesus, apparently Jesus burned Australia to the ground and platypuses just fuck rabbits. I don't it's know. Like, I should, you should probably listen to this a little bit more intently. Anyone who's half listening, like, all right. So going back to the Bible and the, another idea of like, what is this whole section of teaching? Again, that we're talking about the Sermon on the Mount. That's Matthew's chapter, Matthew's, well, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, which is all these teachings that we're getting into. Uh, another idea is um, that this is a picture of Jesus and how he lived the law out, like how he lived, and basically nobody else can do it, which kind of ties into this idea of it exists to show us how much we suck. Like We can't do this, oh, sweet. but Jesus does this yes. exactly. So that's what we're getting into um, of the next section of, of why why the Sermon on the Mount, what's going on. Um, gotcha. Different interpretations that people look at. Another idea is uh, that it is a replacement to all the Torah, like the 613 laws, the, the Ten Commandments that they walk down the, the mountain with Moses carries and like, on these tablets, you know. Um, so some people think that's, like, this is like Jesus' new law, and so everything else that he talks about is done away with. We are going to get to that further in a couple episodes and talk more about that idea. Um, another idea is that he is talking about his interpretation of what God said. So the 613 commandments are written down on tablets, and this is Jesus' take on those. Like, here's what I think of how like they verbal tablets. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's not spitting it out in the air. So there, so there are a couple different options that we're going to see, and you can see where those are against each other. One is re- full replacement, and the other one is interpretation. Gotcha. Yeah, um, there are a lot of differences between Matthew's section, um, or Matthew's take on this stuff, and uh, and Luke's take on stuff. Um, if you want to know more about that, that's going to be in the blog post for this episode, beerandbible.com. Check it out, or don't. Haven't we touched on that before, too, a little bit? Uh, I think maybe we tapped into a textual criticism a little bit, like uh, Matthew versus... We, yeah, not we, but you and John. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you guys yeah, would have yeah. gone through that. But, uh, Wait, did you say Matthew and Luke or Matthew and John? 
Matthew and Luke. Matthew and Luke. Yeah. And this is specifically talking about the differences between them on Somewhere in the Mount. Oh, oh, that's gotcha, 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 gotcha. yes, so that will be okay. Yes. Um. So we are getting into what's called the Beatitudes, and this is pretty famous stuff. Um. Not to steal the thunder from Chris and everything on the uh, reading part, but you get the blessed are those who blah blah blah, and there are <laughs> different ways of taking it. Um. One is that those who are uh, presently, you can take it as like presently blessed or people that are soon to be blessed. Um. The and then uh, there's also a question about, um, also the way it's set up is that you have, these things are very opposite. When you say, uh, blessed, it, it's kind of like saying, blessed is the person whose car breaks down all the time. So that's not. Yeah, that's, that's the complete opposite. Yes. That's, fuck it is the person whose car breaks down all the time. That, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's, and that's kind of how it's, it's set up, is it's going to so say. It's like the lowest of these is the. Yeah. It's very opposite, and, and we'll get into that. And there is a big question in debate in Christianity to this day. Um, to be blessed, does that refer to something we should try to do? Like, blessed is the person that doesn't, you know, stumbles all the time. So like, okay, how can I stumble all the time? Like, how can I trip and fall? Let me untie my shoes so I can uh, like, yeah. more likely fall. Or is it more like the people who are clumsy, you know, like, they're actually blessed because um, they're, like, more aware of the people who are in the like, shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, what, so you can either take it as we, these are things we should strive to be. Um, or you can take it as, uh, these are just facts. Like is understanding of, of, of something almost in a way. Again, I'm just reaching to come up with ideas. It, it's like when you sit there and you go, man, that person has is so blessed and so lucky because they have such a simple job. Like, if you've got a high-stress job that pays a lot of money, but then you look over at somebody and you go, man, that person right there, they show up to Subway, they make a sandwich, and they clock out, and they don't have to think about anybody. But meanwhile, me, i got to think about all the, you know, high-end... Taking phone calls afterwards, after, like, job stress, not sleeping at night. Yeah, if something breaks down. yourself to death. Yeah. Not doing a podcast. You're going to drink yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> not, not saying that it's because of the podcast. Um, so there's a question about what, what does this mean uh, for all that. So we are going to start off with the first one in verse 3. God damn it, negative. Yeah. Okay. Set it all the way over here. Flip the page. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. That's a good starter. And that is a terrible translation. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like very. That's pointed. old Jimmy, isn't it? it no, it's not not is old this, Jimmy. What, what the fuck? What, what what is this? We're, we're working with the NLT right now. What's that? Uh, New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Yeah. So, uh, the, why I say that is a bad translation is because it's already making a choice of how to translate it. It actually says, "Ah, uh, damn, man. blessed are you, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit." Oh, that's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes a. It, <laughs> Blessed um, are you guys who are fuck ups and realize it, and then come, you know, come back. That is, yeah, that's one interpretation. Um, is that it's humble those who realize that. Which interpretation has that word in? Uh, the Chris Stanley standard. Yeah, nobody would buy that shit. CSS. We, in fact, I could probably get some really good real estate in hell for that one. If anybody here <laughs> would like the Chris Stanley version of the Bible, please comment on our social media. Go to Instagram. Hit us up. <laughs> Go to Facebook. Hit us up. We will pay attention to that stuff. And if we know that, we will work on creating 
the Chris Stanley <laughs> the Necronomicon, essentially. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, is it is it a matter of being humble? Is it realizing that you're a screw-up, um, that you need God? Uh, thing is, Luke, remember we were talking about this earlier, uh, and I'll go further into it, but Luke's version doesn't actually have spirit. It just says, blessed are the poor. Hmm. This might just be a matter of, uh, of poverty. And it, it also could mean that maybe Jesus said, blessed are the poor, and then Matthew added something onto it, or maybe... Uh, Matthew thinks poor in spirit. I, I don't I know. Like Jesus would have tucked his disciples around the side of the mountain for like the infighting when they're all like sitting there writing it down. It's like, what did he say? Did you say poor in spirit? No, he said you need to fucking listen. That's what he <laughs> said, said, Matthew. So shut up. I'm um, trying to write this. They all have like different things. Nobody can copy off each other. All right, yeah. Jesus is like, okay, everybody, I want you to write your own essays, but nobody can look at each other. Jesus like reaches back, does a little like force push, and throws them down the hill. Or whatever, you know, Jesus push. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess the Hebraic and the Hebraic mindset, um, when they're not sitting there trying to write biographies, there is no idea, of, nothing in the Old Testament or the Tanakh, again, depending on your religious background or your lack thereof religious background, uh, there is nothing that says poor in spirit. So, um, there is a group, the Essenes, and those were the crazy mountain The crazy mountain people. Yes. Go check out our podcast on John the Baptist. Check out earlier, we talked about them. The crazy mountain people, they do talk about this idea of taking a vow of poverty for all members and giving it uh, over. Um, so that way, this is uh, requires an attachment to physical property to give yourself over. So some people have made um, that connection as well. You gotta eat bugs. Um, yeah. And then uh, we mentioned that the kingdom of heaven there, the kingdom of heaven is the idea of, of living out everything that God wanted. So whether it's being physically impoverished, not having anything, you can then be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Or it could be that those who are humble are more likely to enact and live out um, this kingdom of heaven that's being proclaimed and preached. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, uh, or the next three three chapters is what is the kingdom of heaven. So uh, let's 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 get on to the next one. Let's next verse, one, verse four. Keep setting my Bible down off off mic here. Um, blah, blah. all right. So let's see if this one's. Weird too. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Yeah, is that straight yeah, up? That's... They only like we tweak the first one a little bit. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to Beer and Bible, everybody. Like, you, you're never going to get anything straight from us. <laughs> I just weird. We're sorry about yes. it. Yes, um, those who mourn, and maybe it's like it might be that it's connected. It's like okay, is it those who are just like depressed? Like blessed are those who are depressed, um, which doesn't work. Uh, you can't tell somebody enjoy your depression, like happy. Oh, the word blessed can also mean happy. The Greek word actually like happy are those who are who mourn. It's like well, that's a little bit of an oxymoron. Hmm. One time, it, all right, this is a true story. So I'm hanging out in this coffee shop, right? <laughs> and I'm going up to this, this nice barista or whatever, and I ask her how she's doing, and uh, she goes, "Oh, I'm terrible." I'm like, oh, talk about that first rule. Yeah. Don't ask people. I shouldn't have done that. But I'm asking, <laughs> how are you? And she, well, I'm the customer, though. That's a weird thing. <laughs> so I'm just asking. I'm trying to be friendly. It's a Sunday morning. I'm playing hooky at church or from church. And I'm, I'm talking. like, hey, how are you? And she's, oh, I'm terrible and everything else. And, oh, why is that? She, oh, I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, why couldn't you sleep? Oh, just depression and anxiety. Damn, you just was, kept asking questions. I, I would have shut it down right there and been like, so my order is. So, well, it gets, here's where it gets really great. So we're having this conversation, and people can hear us. Like we're talking normally at a yeah. coffee shop, and it's not. 
bustling in the uh, at like nine a.m. on a Sunday, and uh, <coughs> then at that point I just go, "Huh, uh, you enjoying that?" <laughs> and everybody in the whole coffee shop, there was like kind of a gasp and like like a nervous giggle, a slightly like, under breath giggle. <laughs> like it was this moment of, did that man actually ask that question? I mean, if you're gonna have depression, at least enjoy it. It was oh gosh. And if anyone here is listening and is depressed, like I'm, you need hallucinogens or Jesus. <laughs> Hold on. Do you have uh, Do you have suggestions here? No, that's apparently a thing now. In Canada, they're like treating certain like psychic somatic things and like other like just uh, I've heard like you know, mental was, things with LSD. Yeah, yeah, I've heard like a little bit of LSD so every six months. Take a trip, make you feel a little better. Different outlook on the world. It helps. It Not does. that I can say from experience per se. Yeah, I mean, total mind shift. You know, pleading <laughs> the fifth. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, again, we are not doctors. <laughs> You're listening to the wrong podcast if you need a doctor. But uh, it's this kind of weird, like, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those. Like, these should have been handing out acid. Yeah. Now, maybe just stick to the Jesus thing. That's legal, at least. Yeah. Um, in this country. So, uh, yeah, so, it's, so it might have been that, like, blessed are those who mourn because they just gave up all the possessions. Like, blessed are those who are poor. Give up all your possessions, and now, like, you're mourning or you've lost a lot of your earthly attachments. Um, it might be that uh, blessed are those who mourn, those who realize the grievous sins and all the bad things. Like, just basically they realize how, how bad they suck. They realize, oh, man, I'm so bad. So blessed are those who mourn. Um, it might be, there's also a possibility that's connected back to some Old Testament stuff. Isaiah talks a lot about um, those who are mourn now will be comforted later. Mm. It may be like a blessed are you who mourn because this is later is going to happen. Um, maybe it's a matter of uh, blessed That's what everybody are. says, though. We're going to get better. Yeah. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. I blah, blah, blah. Shut up, Isaiah. Shut your mouth. Um, and then there's, there's also the idea that uh, if... It might be the time that Matthew's writing it into when people are being persecuted. Ah. That, hey, blessed are those who mourn. You're going through this experience right now. It's going to get better. Ah, ah, so, yeah. Jesus. Like, hey. Um, this is that day. Yeah. So, we have, uh, we definitely have this idea that uh, blessed are those who are mourn, uh, who mourn now or are going through some stuff. So, that's it. Um, we kind of have this, this is a little bit... Uh, longer one by accident on this. We wanted to go further, but we're kind of looking at the time and going, hey, um, how long can we drag these Beatitudes out? <laughs> honestly, I don't really want to drag it out, but it's just it's how it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, the, the goal here, and why we're going through the, this section, is a lot of what you, you have heard, um, you, even if you're just an American who has listened to uh, the Bible from other people, or if you've sat in church, like, on any given, like, go-to-church holiday, you've heard at least one of these. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll be getting into these uh, These three chapters are some of the most quoted verses of the entire Bible, so at least hang in with us for a little while, learn some information, and next time somebody throws these, like, blessed is this person, be like, okay, I know the crap about this Yeah, now. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, take this, uh, school some people on it. Thanks again for listening. Yeah. Uh, Remember to check out our accounts, Instagram, Facebook. Um, drop some comments. Like, tell us what you think. Yeah. Talk some shit. You know, give us bounce ideas or just say, yeah, give us some hate. Give us some love. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening.